0: My name's Olivia. I'm Raven. We are not the default Americans.
1: When we go back in the past for Black history, well, now we got a problem. But for white people,
0: how far you want to go? If you want to piss off any everyday average, non-Black American, Just add black. Including
1: black people is not excluding white people. Every damn time we get rights or acknowledgement, it sparks a violent rage.
0: Especially in white people.
1: I am not less deserving just because I'm a black blind woman. Disability makes a lot of people uncomfortable.
0: It affects the psyche of people with disabilities. Like, did we not contribute?
1: Another way to fight against oppression is to celebrate our successes and our progress.
0: We're not completely our oppression.
1: You can sit there and talk about how you think everybody is equal, but do equality, do equity.
0: As long as they're getting what they need, they don't want things to change.
1: Today, we're talking about, was Abraham Lincoln the savior of black people? Oh, hail Lincoln. It bothers me intensely as a Black person that people believe, one, Lincoln freed the slaves, and two, that after slaves were emancipated, that was the end of the fight that Black people were having with this country.
0: Like, that was it. He came in, freed the slaves, and everybody lived happily ever after.
1: Yeah, that's a misunderstanding of what happened and i love how some of the same people who say that also celebrate the confederacy but you know what i I need somebody to explain that to me one day
0: listen if you're waving a confederate flag you're racist if you're not black if you are black you're a cool ass motherfucker
1: call a nigga not even the right word
0: yeah not even i've had imagery explained to me of black people in the back with a bunch of white people wearing a Confederate flag and shit and and Black people wearing Confederate flag shirts and stuff looking
1: stupid. I want to know what those Black people believe they They are expressing when they wear a Confederate flag. (sighs) That's a whole other episode. We have an episode next month on the symbolism of the Confederate flag. So we just...
0: I'm excited to fucking rip that bitch to shreds.
1: To prepare for this episode, we did something a little bit different. There mm-hmm. is a docu-series that was released on Apple TV Plus called Lincoln's Dilemma. It's a four-parter, each episode's an hour long, and it goes into great detail about Lincoln's presidency, his political career actually. Right. Um, because he was a senator before he was the president. And then also it goes into great detail about the Civil War. Interestingly, they have footage mixed in from BLM protests and the January 6th insurrection. Insurrection, I was like, wow, somebody, they skillfully put this together. They did a
0: great job. They really did. It was phenomenal.
1: Oh, and footage from Martin Luther King speaking as well. Come Mm -hmm. on, you can't talk about Black liberation, apparently, without putting in footage from (laughs) Martin Luther King speaking.
0: What I'm going to say is I didn't realize that Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln overlapped so much. I know they said they only ended up meeting three times, but he was on Lincoln's ass, okay? Like some underwear. He was on his ass, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, he was very critical of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln actually respected greatly Frederick Mm -hmm. Douglass's opinion. Mm -hmm. He had him on a pedestal, and rightfully so. But mixed in throughout this entire thing are so many quotes from Frederick Douglass he spoke a lot about black liberation he really did and anti-slavery sentiments black freedom black rights it's wonderful that we have his writings to they almost create a side by side in this docu series with like quotes mm-hmm. from lincoln and then going into detail about how lincoln felt and then quotes from douglas and then talking about how the abolitionists felt and it was interesting to understand the difference between being anti-slavery and being an being abolitionist. abolitionist I was like damn yeah
0: it's kind of like what we've got going on nowadays but really what I totally liked about this docu series was that it really did show the humanity of Lincoln it did not demonize or deify him It showed that he was flawed and that he eventually did decide to do the right thing, even though he wasn't always on board with it. So I can see from that vantage, why people say like, oh, he's the savior of black people. He's not because he wasn't he wasn't with it for a good portion of the time, not fully behind abolition. He was honestly really just trying to appease white people. (laughs) (laughs) And you unify. What did they call him? The great unifier?
1: Yes, his goal was to be the great unifier, not the great emancipator. Yeah. I don't get that. The country separated over the issue of slavery. And then they kept trying to parse out these two issues regarding the end of slavery and the reunification of the country as if they were separate things. And I'm just like, I think they did it that way in this docuseries because it took Lincoln so long to realize that you cannot have one without the other. You You can't.
0: If you want unity, you got to keep slavery. If you want to end slavery and force unity, you got to make a drastic change.
1: For sure. One of the quotes that really illustrates how torn he was, how much of a politician he was and how much he wanted to hold the middle ground was that quote, I'm paraphrasing here, but if I could unify the country and free none of the slaves, I would. If I could Mm -hmm. unify the country and free some of the slaves and keep some of them enslaved, I would. If I could free all of the slaves and unify the country, I would. And Mm -hmm. it's a quote that sounds like, listen, if I could keep us all together without freeing these slaves, I would do that. But he's saying a lot more than that in that quote, I mean, he pissed off black and white people with that quote because white pro-slavery people hear something totally different. Because he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, if he could unify the country and undermine our rights to our property, he would. Right. Yeah. It's just an entirely different message. It's like three or four different messages rolled into one. And by trying to please everybody, you're pissing everybody off.
0: Mm -hmm. Isn't that an interesting Mm -hmm. dynamic? You can't ever please everybody, but you can piss everybody off. (laughs) Like, that is very fucking interesting. And it took him over four years to figure that
1: shit out. Oh, Abraham Lincoln. As much as people like to depict him as honest Abe, I'm sorry. There were some times that this dude lied. He was a politician. He was a politician. He was a politician's
0: politician, okay?
1: It was necessary for him to say certain things because he wanted to get reelected. He did not. I mean, he didn't want to stay president of this country, especially after dealing with the war. But Mm -hmm. he knew that if he did not get reelected, everything he just worked hard for in the past four years would fall apart. I mean, which obviously ended up happening because he was murdered. Fucking
0: Andrew Jackson.
1: Yeah, that's who you picked as your running mate. Who talk
0: about that bitch ass motherfucker? But that's who he picked as his running mate. I get why he did it. But had Lincoln not died, it wouldn't matter. But because he did die, Mm -hmm. it mattered a fucking great deal.
1: And it sucks because he only elected him as his running mate to get the country back together.
0: Yeah. Also, too, Andrew Jackson wasn't as he stayed loyal to the union. That's what they said. Not that he was an abolitionist himself. He was one of the few Democrats still loyal to the union and people listening. The Democratic platform of the Civil War is essentially the Republican platform of today and vice versa. Right, yeah. Please understand that they have switched sides and they did so around about 50, 60s. My old pastor tried to use that trick to get us to all vote Republican. He literally said the Republicans freed the slaves. So you should all be voting Republican. No, anymore. they
1: did not. And go sit your ass down. He
0: said that shit. I remember I was fucking nine years old and I was like, that doesn't seem right, but just had to throw that out there. But had he not died, it wouldn't have mattered at all, but it mattered a great deal because he was no longer there to hold the balance.
1: Another thing I liked about this docuseries, I think in the very first episode, first of all, love the diversity of the historians in this docuseries. But anyway, one of the historians said, There is too much hyperbole in the way we talk about Lincoln. We make him greater than he was or a greater villain than he was. And it's definitely true. Very true. For sure. There are black people who think of him as the savior. There were black people at the time Mm -hmm. who thought of him as their savior. And then there are black people now and there were black people at the time who thought of him as a villain of sorts because he dragged his fucking feet. Ooh, I don't want to say I vilify him, but damn. We'll hold him accountable. I don't think it's vilifying
0: if we're just telling the truth. Too damn long. His best friend was a slave owner. Yes. And he's like, I'm morally opposed to what you do, but that's your property and I can't go against the Constitution.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't appreciate that stance.
0: I don't appreciate it because it's a cop out to me. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't agree, but there's nothing I can really do. And that's not true. There was much clearly because you did it. So there was something that you could have done. There was something that other people prior to you could have done. But nobody wanted to because it didn't matter enough. The abstract of the idea of slavery. Yeah, wrong. But the reality you couldn't care less about. Or not enough to really make the difference. So that is the thing that bothered me. And he's like, you know, I just want to unify the country. And I'm not for slavery, but I don't want I don't want to step on these white people's constitutional rights. But I have not the same deference for these black people's human rights. You see, that just bothered me for the longest. And for me, as far as prior to watching this video, that's how I looked at him. I was like, Fuck you, Lincoln. All yeah, the
1: way. I mean, in some ways, he was ahead of his time. In other he ways, was. he was very much of his time. Yes. And this is definitely one of those ways. He had radical ideology insofar as wanting to end slavery. Come on, you're talking about undermining the defining institution
0: the de- of this country.
1: That was fucking radical. At the same time, he was like, I want black people to be free, but like... Not here, though. So you like, we gotta get them to Africa or the Caribbean. Caribbean,
0: just out of here because their blackness is fucking up unification.
1: Yeah, because (laughs) he wanted black people to be free, but he was like, "There's no way there's gonna gonna be be peace to white people." Well, yeah, they're not gonna be equal to white people, but also like, there's essentially not gonna be peace here because black people aren't considered equal to white people white people Mm -hmm. are not going to view us that way
0: he knew his people i don't know that he actually considered black folks to be equal to even himself there's no way to tell one of the things that really fucking blew my mind was what almost became the goddamn 13th amendment Mm -hmm. when i saw that shit i was like huh What almost became the 13th Amendment and, of course, it started with some motherfucker in Ohio. Fuck Ohio. (laughs) I live here and I'm saying fuck Ohio with a sick dick. Like, I hate it here. Ohio is just so trash. Anyways, some congress person from Ohio wrote this. It was almost an amendment. I don't know if it was technically a bill or whatever. But anyway, that no Congress or federal government would ever be allowed to abolish slavery. In the U.S.
1: That was almost included in the Constitution.
0: That was almost the 13th Amendment, mm-hmm. bruh. Never mind The slavery had been outlawed in specifically Ohio since 1804. But this motherfucker and people signed it. There was a lot of support for it. I mean, they still work slavery into the 13th Amendment prison, prison. The prison system is modern day slavery. Outside of that, to know our black asses. <laughs> Could still be slaves of yesteryear, today, had that gone through and not the Emancipation Proclamation.
1: We were only so lucky that Abraham Lincoln was the president. I am saying that. We'll give you that. Another thing they said in here that I really thought was very powerful. They were talking about how a lot of the issues of division that prevail today are underlying issues that lincoln's presidency failed to address Mm -hmm. right because you can change laws but you cannot change attitudes you can and we did not confront the problem of racial hierarchy or white supremacy we didn't really confront that if anything part of me wants to say it got worse but it just became even more embedded or just embedded in different ways what do you think
0: it metamorphosed like it was always there, but it turned into things like the KKK, which was always a thing, but became more so after the And the
1: black codes and stuff. And right, the right. black codes, yeah. Jim
0: Crow, peonage and all that. I would say it's always been there. It still is. Mm. I always will be, I think, because I think inherently white folks are subliminally told all the time that they are the gold standard.
1: Well, they said in the documentary, and I was like, this is what hit me. The belief in racial hierarchy is greater than our belief in democracy, greater than our belief in equal justice under the law. Wow, that just really hit me.
0: Is it part of the human condition to say these people are better than these people? Can we, in fact, ever overcome that? I don't know. Because even poor whites of the day, that day, this day, all the days in between, I think the ideology is, yeah, I might be poor. Yeah, I might be this, that, and the third, but I'm not black. You know, I'm still white. I'm still part of the the chosen, so to speak. So I do think people would much rather, I mean,
1: look at, look at what the fuck we're going yes, through today. Yeah, what's happening right now is people <laughs> are prioritizing bigotry over democracy. Right. We want to embed bigotry in the law.
0: Mhm, and even straight up lies. Because right now it's preserving the feelings of white children, preserving Confederate history and shit like that. They're making laws you can't say this, that, and the third. You can't talk about this, that, and the third, all to protect the idea of white supremacy. Some of them are actually fucking saying it, but a lot of them are smart enough to know you can't say that blatantly. Like this is to protect and maintain the status quo of white superiority. They're not saying that.
1: No, but when you're talking about protecting white feelings. Exactly. That's what the aim is. You don't want to make white people feel uncomfortable. They don't give a fuck how we feel.
0: And they don't want white folks to start feeling about themselves a different type of way either. Or for us to question white people. That's always been the thing. I think I always will be. So when they said that, I was like, yeah, they would definitely throw democracy into the fires of hell in order to hold on to white superiority.
1: It's very scary. It was brought up about what actually drove Lincoln to be anti-slavery. There was an experience he had. I think he said he was on a ship from Illinois to Kentucky. I could be wrong about that. Mm -hmm. And on this ship, there were 10 to a dozen slaves shackled together. He was very emotionally impacted by that.
0: Because he had to keep looking at them. Mm -hmm. Had he not had to look at them? Had that ship been big enough for him to go somewhere else, or if they were put somewhere else, I don't think it would have mattered
1: as deeply. Right. A lot of the white people who lived in the Union lived in a society without slavery Mm -hmm. in their minds. And so they didn't really have to confront the fact that it still existed.
0: Mm Kind of like when America fights wars, we be in everybody's shit. But unless you're in the military, us everyday people from the U.S., we don't really be paying attention to what be going on in the wars that our country is fighting because it doesn't directly impact us. Yes. Or you feel like you are, even though you technically are not. So I think it was a lot like that. It's really hard to deny somebody's humanity when you're looking right at them, unless you have like the Southerners did convinced yourselves that these aren't actually humans. You got to do a lot of moral gymnastics.
1: They had to do moral, emotional, and political gymnastics. Mm-hmm. As a congressman, Lincoln did attempt to draft a bill of gradual emancipation in Washington, D.C. He ended up not introducing it because, of course, it lacked support. Mm-hmm. Obviously, slavery ended in Washington, D.C. during his presidency. So the platform that he ran on during his campaign to become president, he actually aimed to stop the extension of slavery. Yeah. So he wanted to keep it within the places where it was already legal, at the very least, Mm -hmm. and not allow it to expand as the country expanded, right? Because this was during a time... I don't know how many states the United States had at the time.
0: 36.
1: Look at you. <laughs> the country was expanding west and um, continuing to steal from Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't want slavery to expand with the country. Meanwhile, we're stealing from Native Americans. Native people. Yeah. Shit show. We're not going to do anything about that, though. Okay, so anyway. Oh he often said that he didn't want to touch slavery in the South. But then another thing he said was that he hoped the nation could put slavery on a path toward ultimate extinction.
0: He did say that. And then Frederick Douglass caught him on his bullshit.
1: Yeah, Frederick Douglass always checked him. Yeah. like, sir.
0: you expecting people to do the right thing. They've never done the right thing. So what the hell?
1: Yeah, Lincoln was one of those people. He wanted to have trust In his fellow American, and listen, I'm sorry, you cannot. cannot?
0: I think people, majority of the time, especially people with power, tend to default to depravity because they can. And you might have one or two people or one or two percent who's like, "Yeah, I'm going to because you did. You have people who buy slaves and then set them free. There were free black people, but by and large, it was working for them. And so they weren't about to change it. Right. And he was so
1: like, well, maybe they'll see that it's bad and then they'll stop no, doing it. they're making money with that shit. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. They think that this is mandated by God.
0: Mandated by God! That's the thing,
1: like, Abraham Lincoln Ooh. did not understand and he was a religious person.
0: He said he didn't pray much. But he was a believer. Yes,
1: he was a believer, but it took him a long ass time to realize these people believed slavery and white supremacy were mandated by God, Mm -hmm. even though he was born in the South. right? A lot of people associate Abraham Lincoln with Illinois, but he was born in Kentucky, I believe. I don't know. You would think he would grow up knowing that, but maybe it's one of those things where... It's like water. So it takes you a while to realize it once you're out to unpack that belief and unpack that other people have it, even if you don't. But
0: it also could be one of the situations where I realized it was wrong. So other people can, too. Hmm. I was raised that way and I came to see that it was wrong. So why can't other people come to see that it's wrong, too? I don't know. We'll never know.
1: Oh, Abe. Abe.
0: Yeah, no. again, it showed the humanity that showed the flaws of who this man was and mm-hmm. how conflicted and people are always trying to kill him. Poor guy. People like, were not always
1: trying to kill him. I was like, damn, to kill there was
0: him. a plan to assassinate his ass he at his first inauguration. <laughs> Before and they were like, Oh, he's a punk bitch. He had to wear a disguise, like, oh, that's just so embarrassing. Like I thought you were a man abe, like some <laughs> of those. Because he had to sneak into Washington because they was
1: trying to fucking snipe his ass on fucking train and shit. Yeah, they had multiple people trying to kill him. Wow, it's also impressive that he had a security detail. There was no Secret Service at this time. I don't think the secret right. the Secret Service wasn't a thing until
0: was it did Hoover <sighs> put it in a place?
1: I want to believe after the 1920s. So I was like, oh, he had a security detail, which is smart. Mm-hmm. But where the fuck were they? when he, you know, went out to the movies to celebrate his little victory after his
0: second inauguration. Well, remember, and damn. I wonder, I wonder, because they said the soldier that was on guard had went on break. And I'm like, was it a setup?
1: Yeah, because it's like, okay, why is there not another soldier, right? We like,
0: always go on teams of two. Why is there At not least. another
1: one? Like, damn, that's fucking heartbreaking. How, it just was. think, how would things be different?
0: What would it be like? Had he not been murdered.
1: At the very least, Reconstruction would have been delayed. It would have been delayed. I think it would have been delayed. Yeah. It still would have happened.
0: I'm just curious. We never know what what else he could have done. Who else he could have flipped.
1: I wanted to get into a little bit the titling of this docuseries. You know, it's called Lincoln's Dilemma. Mm. And at first I heard that shit and I'm like, no, you don't know what a fucking dilemma is. What dilemma? (laughs) I was like, stop it. Rich white boy. <laughs> you be having them knee-jerk emotional responses. They're like, you okay, know. let me let me calm That's down. Let me let me listen. So it was interesting to hear about how he essentially took heat from all sides he politically was. because abolitionists were like, You're a weak ass son of a bitch, bro. Like, you need to you just wrap up slavery. Like, it's not Ooh. enough to oppose it. You need to end this shit. You are taking too long you are a weak politician. So abolitionists were pissed off at him. The Confederate States of America. Also, quite clearly, they portrayed him as a tyrant.
0: They portrayed him as a tyrant. Talking about he's trying to take away our rights and our property. And given niggers, they said basically that he was trying to make them citizens. And they were yes. like, this is not acceptable. This is not what we do down here. They aren't even people.
1: And people didn't like that he was disturbing the balance, right? Uh Like, okay, we've been getting along. We got states that don't have slavery and we got states that do. And we just let that happen. And Lincoln was like, no, we can't just let that happen because it's a balance for some people, but not for every fucking one.
0: And you know what? I would like to point out that the Confederacy actually started it. Mm -hmm. Because when he got elected president, they're like, okay, fuck it. We're seceding from the union. And they did that. I think even before. It was before he was
1: inaugurated. It was in December after he was elected.
0: So I'm like, y'all started and was like, he's going to end slavery. We should just leave now. And he was like, well, wait, I don't agree with it, but I'm not trying to end it exactly. And they were like, yeah, you are. And so they all just jumped on board with it. They pushed
1: it. South
0: Carolina started it. South Carolina started it. (laughs) And Ulysses S. Grant... (laughs)
1: finished it. Yes.
0: <laughs> but they started the ball rolling, so they kind of fucked themselves, actually.
1: Well, and he tried to... Oh, Abe. Yeah. He was trying to pacify them, and it's like, they are beyond that. It took him they so long to eat. realize yeah, that they were beyond them it. Because fuck them on. in his inauguration speech in 1861, he said, I have no purpose directly or indirectly to interfere with with the institution of slavery in states where it exists. I have no lawful right to do so, and I have no inclination. There you go. So he was lying when he said that. Come on. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, okay, he did say that he just wanted to keep it where it was at. I understand that his mindset evolved as his presidency went on. Mm-hmm. So... It's not terribly hard to accept that, like, okay, when he set out doing it, he was just like, listen, we got to just keep it where it's at. We cannot let it expand. But the thing is, we're talking about the southern states here, right? When you think about the United States expanding west, (laughs) think about the way that the map is right now, right? How are you going to keep those western territories from the Confederate states of America, right? You think they're not going to want in on that? Like, you're going to end up fighting them eventually.
0: Eventually. You just were trying to delay the inevitable.
1: Yeah, because that to them is is riches, right? You got fertile land out there. Mm -hmm. You got opportunities for income. They want that.
0: And let's not forget, uh, I think the California Gold Rush was, what, 1849 or something like that? So... This was around the time they started finding gold in places. You thought she was about to keep them out of that. Yeah, that
1: that was really silly, sir. So, yeah,
0: very short sighted. That was
1: cute to say you wanted to keep it where it was at, but they're not going to settle for that. And this is the way that people work in general. They're going to feel threatened that you are trying to limit slavery at all. And they did. They felt threatened that he was trying to limit slavery in any capacity whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Because My ability to own slaves as an enslaver means that I should be able to have slaves wherever I want to. If I buy land here, I should be able to put slaves there, right? Because these are my property. This is my property. These are my property rights. Right. So, no.
0: It's doomed to fail. He tried it. Uh, That was a nice
1: try, (laughs) I guess, sir. Uh (laughs) He tried it. (laughs) But, no. Oh, no. As a historian pointed out, you sitting up here trying to protect the institution of people who didn't left the damn country. Come Yo, on.
0: In regards to that. Yeah. That made me laugh when they were talking <laughs> about the fugitive slave act that people from the North were, were basically you had to help recapture a slave and send them back to their master. Yeah. So <laughs> the fugitive slave act got updated During Lincoln's presidency, when slaves would run away to the Union lines and the Confederate people would come and try to get them, people from the South, they were like, Oh no, you're not part of the US. Yeah, General Benjamin Butler.
1: He was like
0: he was like, those laws don't apply to you.
1: You're (laughs) appealing to laws that are in the United States Constitution and you're not a part of the United States. So what are you talking about?
0: I I thought that was hilarious. I loved it.
1: That was interesting. And also Ooh, we don't hear about the badass black people though who resisted the Fugitive Slave Act. I was like, we what? Did. They were yes. talking about how these white dudes came to these abolitionist property trying to reclaim slaves and 50 or so black people came out of the, the woodwork. They were like, listen, bro, your ass is about to get taken down and they did take them down. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. And the people that were tried for murdering these assholes actually were not um they were i don't want to say they weren't punished but they weren't they weren't convicted they weren't convicted
0: yeah at the very and they least had killed white people so that's a big deal back in the day you know
1: absolutely i was like wow this is the shit that we don't hear about
0: you don't hear about that wow.
1: shit. like you hear about abolitionists but we don't hear about it getting violent like that and, the whole w- and working out working the out up, in black people's favor really right like right
0: Cause that's another thing as we just did our slave rebellions. So many people got massacred, mm-hmm. you know, for doing, for, uh, for resisting. Inciting a re- yeah. How yeah. oh, I think that even happened in, was it the union army? Cause they weren't getting pay and they court martialed do and they killed him and they did it so fast that Lincoln couldn't pardon him.
1: Mm-hmm. For leading a resistance in yeah. the actual army because Black soldiers were not getting optimal medical care. They were given broken down horses, broken,
0: down horses broken down, broken down horses,
1: broken down equipment. They weren't paying them.
0: No, I think they were getting $10 for every $13 a white soldiers were getting, which sounds like not a big deal, but it was a huge fucking deal when you add it all up. Well, that's still a difference. I would be pissed. i mean, We don't want the same shit. And you paying me $3 less.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they wound up being more black soldiers at one point because they had a really hard time at a certain point recruiting white people to fight Mm -hmm. in the war effort, and they, you know, they had nowhere near that struggle with black soldiers.
0: Right, it was different because white people are like, "We're not dying for these black people," whereas black they wouldn't let the black people in for the longest time. Yeah, so it's like we
1: they had to fight to even get on the battlefield. They had to advocate and really push to be even allowed to fight on the battlefield as combatants by the way because mm-hmm. at first lincoln was like oh yeah you can play but you have to be non-combatants and i'm like
0: lincoln you can uh help the army like you're like essentially doing the stuff. same thing
1: that the confederate states were doing
0: uh-huh and then frederick Douglass again Got his ass together. He's like, you're not going to win this war without black men fighting.
1: No. And he was right. Black people, fortunately, I mean, part of the way that they pushed for this was they were like, okay, well, if it's not going to be illegally allowed, we got to just fucking do it. Like, we can't let white people, we can't trust that they're going to yep. win this for us. Especially when he had generals like fucking McClellan. That motherfucker, uh, who was supposedly the general of the Union Army, but then he was just letting the Confederates get away with shit and take over forts. It's just like okay, and I am sure the black people hearing about that, they're like, oh, we. Can- These white people, we got to just get out there. We cannot wait for them. (laughs) And
0: then going back again to again, our liberation series, it proves the fact that black people, we ever stopped fighting for our freedom, for our equality, for our equity. We've never stopped fighting. And they were like, shoot, we're going to have to make this shit happen because clearly the fervor will die down in the white people. And it did. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they like, but this is us. This is not a, a good cause. This is our lives. Me, my mama, my daddy, my brother, my sister, whatever. This is us. And we will fight for us.
1: Yeah. He attempted to draft a bunch of people, but uh, there was resistance to the draft. And so far oh, yes. as white people are concerned.
0: Fun fact, Lincoln instituted the first ever draft in the U.S. He was working hard. And that's what led to the draft riots.
1: Yes. Then the draft riots were where white people in new people, york i believe right yes it was in new york and that was where white people were lynching and torturing and assaulting
0: Eating, and people's, murdering, black people's house on fire black people
1: yep and they care men women children babies some of the most vile riots have happened in new york and I'm, I'm like yeah. prior to 1900 and it's just fascinating to me because like i said In my coverage of the 1712 revolt in New York, Mm -hmm. this is a place that's known for being one of the most diverse places in the world. Very socially progressive. And you dig back into the past in New York. And you can look at the present too now because it's very segregated. It's just very fascinating to have this place that is essentially a microcosm of the United States. It's very Mm -hmm. um, diverse, but still very segregated and there is a lot of tension and violence there because, yeah, we can have diversity until now. You want me to act on behalf of somebody else, or you want me to lose out for someone else, and now I don't fuck with that. You're right. So the white people lost their fucking minds.
0: They did. They went on a motherfucking rampage. Yes. And I'm like, I was on some real inhumane shit and then turn around and call everybody
1: else i still can't get over how these are the same people who have depicted native americans as violent and black people as animals black people as animals and we're violent and we're out to get white people and really like they they have been out to get us just don't get it on a like, fucking dude, war I... path i'm just like Listen, y'all that's some no, backward bullshit
0: this is some mindfuckery of the highest degree like i don't and people be believing a shit too like yes, and black people be believing black people it. believe like, in a shit wow
1: i wanted to talk about some of the key achievements abraham lincoln actually helped bring about for Black people, but I would argue for the country in general. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things they said in this documentary was that no other president focused on preserving democracy in this country like Abraham Lincoln.
0: I will agree with that.
1: I agree with that. He really worked to consider everyone's views and everyone's goals. And that's hard. Obviously, and it's not going to be possible to please everybody like we've already said, but he was so torn in his deliberations. I would argue not only did he fight harder for democracy than any other president, mm-hmm. I think he fought harder for black people now than any other president has.
0: I would definitely agree with. He has some questionable mm-hmm. moments. Yes. Oh, yeah. But some by questionable large, shit that he
1: said and did, but
0: he has single-handedly or his administration has arguably done the most for black people in this country ever yeah kennedy would be a close second but lincoln's yeah lincoln's first because he abolished slavery he made it so outside of the prison system black people can't ever be re-enslaved on the basis of race
1: right that is a huge feat that people don't put it in that terms but Hey, listen, let me tell you something. If you disagree, if you think there's a president that's done more for Black people, let's hear it. Intersectionalinsights um, at gmail.com. Because I would like to know if there's people who disagree and who, who you think has fought harder for Black people.
0: Exactly.
1: Who has been willing to tear the country apart to put it back together?
0: Tear the country apart to put it back together. And didn't stop even when it got hard because he went through it. Poor Lincoln.
1: Right. I think it was during the beginning of the Civil War. He lost a son.
0: Yeah, he did. You don't
1: hear about that. His family grieved the loss of their eleven-year-old little boy to typhoid fever. Yeah, that fucks with you. Like fucks you're running you. a country, and that's in turmoil, and your household is.
0: He didn't even grieving. have time to grieve. He didn't. And they talk about the how he would just be up pacing and like, my God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Damn, like he really was going through it, and. We've already established that he couldn't actually pull out at that point. At the same time, he could have capitulated in a way that did not end in emancipation for black people, but he didn't. So give him his props for that.
1: So during the war, first of all, he legally allowed black people to fight in the war. And this is huge because essentially, provided you were a soldier, black men were allowed to kill white men.
0: Mm -hmm. without
1: consequence
0: without consequence and never been done before
1: nope never been done Mm -hmm. and just allowing like black soldiers to represent the united states i think Mm -hmm. is very powerful imagery i agree very powerful insofar as moving us toward citizenship Right. And near the end of the Civil War was when our soldiers, our black soldiers, of course, were granted equal pay, equipment, and optimal medical care.
0: On paper, because I'm 100% sure most of them still ain't getting it, it. was fucking but... on
1: paper, and we know that in subsequent <laughs> wars, that was not the fucking case. And, like, did they get back pay? Okay, anyway.
0: Come on now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One of the historians was talking about how Lincoln's presidency was the first time that Black people could make their concerns heard and federal government officials were listening they to those concerns. They did
0: something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: think it's ever been that way since. Maybe I'm being dramatic. We can argue or with the civil
1: rights era.
0: No, I'll give you that. I will give you that. Yeah. But how long did that take?
1: In Between the Civil War era and the was Civil Rights era, fucking years. they were not listening to our concerns, and it was exactly. like, Oh, we're leaving it up to the states to grant people civil rights. Happened
0: in 2065, like, out of here, fucking
1: word. Oh my god, why? <laughs> yeah, one of the historians said the greatest policies during Lincoln's presidency worked. Because people in power cared about the people who didn't have it. Who didn't have it. Yeah.
0: That's wild. It's hard to imagine because in my lifetime, I've never seen it, you know? Admittedly, I'm only almost 35 years into the game, so it's Mm. not like I've been doing too much, but... You don't see that sort of care for your constituents anymore.
1: Oh, no, especially not now. And not yes, not for especially. any constituents and not for any party. I agree. I don't give a fuck what side you're on.
0: Child, 100% with you. So that right there was just mind blowing. Like they paid attention and then they put actions to mm-hmm. words.
1: Yeah, Incredible. because let me tell you something. There were a bunch of presidents before Abraham Lincoln, and you can read all about it everywhere. I think we've talked about it before. How they talk about these dudes, like, oh, well, he wanted to get rid of slavery, or he he morally he opposed morally slavery. Opposed. They said that about the president who <laughs> oh, enacted the fuck- Fugitive Slave Act.
0: He was morally he, that he opposed,
1: opposed slavery. Motherfucker. What? So they said that about a lot of different people, and Abraham Lincoln. Put his fucking money and everybody else's where his mouth was. Mm -hmm. He was really willing to go hard for what he He put his
0: life on the line. He put
1: put his life on the line. Absolutely.
0: Now, I will give him that. I think before I did try to take that off him when we did our episode about this a few months ago. And I was like, they're talking about he put his life on the line. I retract that statement because I was wrong. He did actually put his Mm -hmm. life on the line
1: for sure. Again, it's one of those things where he really was willing to fight for what he believed. And at first, he was just trying to make people happy. And then he was like, oh, you can't make people happy. Fuck that. Never mind. We got to get real.
0: Everybody wants me to be the bad guy. So, well, and and you may
1: as well, right? If everybody thinks you're shit, just go with what you really want to do.
0: He did try to play nice for a long time.
1: Oh, man. He kept trying. He kept writing letters. He was offering the Confederate States money or offering the border states. Like, Uh, like, if you free slaves, we'll give y'all money. (laughs) And they were like, (laughs) nope. Oh, we don't care because we can make more money just keeping our slaves.
0: Exactly. He
1: didn't. I don't know if he thought about that.
0: Mm. but eventually he grabbed his balls and was like, all right, so this is how y'all want to do it, huh? Okay.
1: There was a point in the war where he did write a letter. He never sent this shit. Fortunately,
0: Frederick Douglass, Douglas. Yes. His ass.
1: Yes. But he <laughs> oh, wrote this Frederick, letter. I like you, boo. <sighs> so good. <laughs> but Lincoln wrote this letter talking about some, you know what? Um, we go in the war, you know, we're just going to leave it up to the States he tried that states' rights bullshit. He tried that states' rights bullshit. So the no federal matter, government's going to stay out of it. I think that goes back to maybe how that constitutional amendment almost passed to mm-hmm. protect the institution of slavery. And um, Frederick Douglass was like, don't send that letter. Like,
0: it sounded like you're about to give up. That's what it sounded like, surrender. He's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, it sounds like surrender. And he's
1: like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's Thank good I God but people do not realize lincoln worked hard but black people had to keep him in check
0: they did and
1: that's the shit that does not get acknowledged
0: ever like we did not save our fucking selves like Mm -hmm. was all these white people like come on black people we're here for you we know that some of us were bad people but we're not and black people like oh thank you so much Mm -hmm. we're just so happy that all y'all white people just are so kind and the lord has blessed you That's not what the fuck. Black people is like, so when we doing this, where we meeting, we about to pull up. And they like, "Mm." they didn't want black people freeing themselves because it gives you a sense of when you solve your own fucking problems, it imbues you with a sense of like self-confidence and like, it empowers you. And you're like, if I could do this shit, what else can I do? Yes,
1: exactly.
0: And they were like, no, 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 no. We cannot have these black people thinking (laughs) they're powerful no but they had no choice because we won't be denied not for long
1: and then uh you we know that lincoln led republican support republican at the time Mm -hmm. support for what is actually the 13th amendment
0: yeah and he made he fucking
1: debote those last two votes (laughs) He's like, y'all gonna get me my two fucking votes. I know, he's talking to the politicians. He's like, please talk to whoever you need to. Talk to your little friends and your little committees. Please get me these votes.
0: And he got it, and it passed with two extra votes.
1: Right. That's how
0: close it was.
1: I think they brought this up in the docuseries, essentially talking about how this demonstrated the uselessness of the emancipation proclamation because great sentiment in the Emancipation Proclamation, but it did not prevent slavery from having a future.
0: It did not.
1: I was pleased to see that they talked about the deification of Lincoln in the last episode because you can't talk about him without covering this. They showed footage of them tearing down that stupid statue with a slave at Abraham Lincoln's feet. I was talking to somebody about that statue, a black man, and I was like, "Okay, what? I want to look up when that was put up, but I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to symbolize? Right? Because he, and so far as I'm aware, Abraham Lincoln did not own slaves.
0: my always no.
1: He had people work for him who were formerly slaves, but he did not have slaves.
0: Free black people, but not
1: yes. And I guess that statue symbolizes. When Lincoln went into what was called contraband camps, where essentially it was a place for black people to go because they didn't fucking have anywhere else to go after they were freed. So it was like a, what do they call them, a shanty town?
0: Shanty towns, right.
1: For freed black people, recently freed black people, Mm -hmm. who, you know, they didn't know what the fuck to do. They knew how to work, but they didn't know how to market their skills. And then, like, who's going to actually hire them as paid employees right right a bunch of people just lost sources of free labor so they had these contraband camps in virginia that lincoln was visiting and i love how in this they were talking about how human he was for going to visit these contraband camps for going to talk to these people about their experiences and he was just so moved he was so moved i'm like listen i understand it wasn't a quick car trip from the white house to virginia back then but (laughs) No,
0: you might have been impacted by the conversations, and and I'm sure the people there were
1: impacted by his presence. I'm sure they were, right?
0: But uh, but then you went back to
1: the White House and left them people in contraband camps,
0: right? (laughs) But I'm looking at I'm looking at my notes right here, right? Yes, I have the part where it says Lincoln: If you really want to put a stop to slavery, you got to start at home. Do you know this motherfucker was still living in D.C. where slavery was legal, and then he emancipated all the slaves in 1862 and then gave all of the enslavers 300 dollars for each slave they had lost while the slaves themselves got absolutely nothing, nothing. that's the dichotomy that bothers me yes. and that's why i'm like everybody's complex and lincoln is no exception to that to me it'll never be like oh he he was the best thing that ever happened to black america or african-americans i can't hold with that because of stuff like that because he justified decisions like that
1: for sure i mean as you've heard throughout this episode we have great respect for certain things he did and said and then i got a major deep-seated problem with some of the shit that he (laughs) did and said as well so sure whoa i do understand that people at that time black people there were a lot of them who believed Abraham Lincoln was their savior. I don't know about necessarily going on to remember him in that way, especially since I'ma beat this drum. (laughs) I'ma stay on this. It sanitizes the fact that black people had to fight for their freedom. And so this is why I rail against that. He did great things for us. He helped us progress. He advocated to advance the possibilities for freedom for black people. And he fought for us in the political sphere. And that's important. I mean, slavery had to be attacked in the political arena. But We need to not gloss over all the Black people who fought and died and escaped and were recaptured and all of this for Black freedom and Black liberation. That's why I got an issue with people deifying him. I agree. At the end of the day, we have to remember he was a politician. So he was not just working for Black people. And so in his efforts to save Black people, he also did some things that were very uh, kind of backward. Like, yeah, I want black people to have freedom, but I'm not going to give them no resources. Like, okay, that's very confusing. Yeah. And I want black people to be free, but they're not going to be equal.
0: The fact that he said the problem, the major problem (laughs) with the war. I know I said this before, but it takes me. The major problem with the war was the fact that black people were black. He said, if not for your race, we wouldn't be having this war, essentially.
1: That's the type of problematic shit I'm talking about. I'm just like, sir. There were some historians that deified Lincoln in this fucking docuseries, though, because there was some stuff that people were talking about. I'm like, is this real right now? But I'm not going to be able to relate to what free black people and slaves uh, may have been feeling at the time. Okay, as close as I'm going to get to it is these accounts that are being shared and some of these historians reverence for Abraham Lincoln. They even talked about Abraham Lincoln delivering salvation to black people. Somebody used that phrase in there, delivering salvation. And this was, of course, after he was assassinated because you'll get thrown up right up there on a pedestal after you die. They shit talked to him all during his presidency. They did. <laughs> and then he died and they were like, oh, fuck. Talking about his assassination, somebody said many black people understood lincoln's death was analogous with their own violent experiences in the south
0: Mm -hmm.
1: no no i see
0: what they were trying to say what i got from that was basically he faced the same fate that they did and that was whenever you try to do make things better for black people to hold hold white people accountable for the atrocities They kill you for it, whether you're Black, and this has been happening to Black people for centuries, and now they've even done it to one of their own, a fellow white person, all because he stood up for Black people. That's what I took out of that.
1: I interpreted a lot of the last 20 minutes or so Mm -hmm. of the fourth episode as them trying to uh, draw parallels between Abraham Lincoln's experience and the experience of Black people in the country. And... Maybe I'm not going to be able to put myself in the mindset of black people at that time. And so maybe that is what they're trying to do to me as the listener is help me understand why there were slaves who viewed him as the savior. I mean, when you talk about this guy who essentially did not think his life was worth more than all these other black people's, he didn't feel that way. He oversaw the Civil War and a lot of Black people sacrificing themselves, and supposedly sacrificed himself. I don't know by staying in the presidency, right? He got reelected, mm-hmm. but I got a fucking issue with you saying that somebody sacrificed themselves when he was murdered. He was he murdered.
0: Assassinated. He did not.
1: That's very conflicting for me. Like, we know he's risking his life. I mean, every president is, no?
0: I would agree that every president is because of their position, but he didn't sacrifice himself. He was assassinated. I don't like that terminology because it paints it in a different light than what it was, no.
1: Another historian said that people's relief with their sons returning home was mixed with agony that the person who delivered their salvation was killed. And this is the type of thinking that paints Lincoln as a savior. I'm not going to get it. Maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not a religious person. And um, people who were in bondage are going to have a very different view of progress. It was fucking slow, but at least it fucking happened.
0: Right. For them, it was immediate in the sense of, okay, I used to be getting constantly whipped every day and then not getting whipped. That's going to be something obvious. And you can relate to that. Like, oh, it's been three months since I've been whipped. And I I remember what being whipped is like. So yeah, their vantage point is going to be a hell of a lot different than ours, who was six, seven generations out of slavery. For them, maybe he was a type of savior but to us we can look at the whole picture and be like yeah but he dropped the ball in a lot of fucking places and like not even all of the black people of that time were in agreement on how they felt about him
1: well and i don't have an issue with calling him the great emancipator right i don't either because it's true as it was discussed in the docuseries emancipation is about beginnings slavery, as it was established at the time, was was mm-hmm. ended and, and then rebranded. <laughs> it is important for people to remember that emancipation is about beginnings. And that's what a lot of people seem to forget, especially yeah. the white people who like to throw it in our face like, you are considered equal in this country and you have been ever since Lincoln freed the slaves. And it's like, that's not true. that's not true. Freedom is not the same as equality.
0: It's not. inequality. It's not the same as equity.
1: Right. And we should not just settle. I mean, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Where it's like, OK, so we got freedom from slavery. That's a really fucking low bar.
0: That's the lowest because you say nothing about the hierarchy of thought when it comes to race. You say nothing of the opportunities afforded to people. You say nothing of all the, the other things that constitute living. But you're like, but you guys aren't slaves anymore. So be fucking grateful. Don't tell me to be fucking grateful for crumbs.
1: I'm sure there was a deep sense of despair in the black community, um, especially the recently freed folks. Mm -hmm. When Abraham Lincoln died because he was working hard to get them citizenship. Yeah. And then he died. They probably panicked. He chose a vice president. Who was not against was not subjugating black life. people? Hell no! Yeah. So no. I cannot imagine that deep sense of despair mm-hmm. they felt. like This was all when for they not. learned of the news. I bet it made some people feel that way.
0: Yeah, I think I would have been in that camp. Like, oh well, we all about to go back to the fucking plantation then. Because they done killed the one who was against it. And now all these other motherfuckers, they for it. And it's just a miracle that it didn't. And I think it's only because of the 13th Amendment.
1: I mean, that got passed before he was, was murdered. Like two days? Yeah. It
0: was super fucking close. It was
1: something super close. Well, he pissed some people off.
0: And you, what they don't talk about, because I know people, Raven. I know there was people fucking partying in the streets that he, he got killed. I am 100% sure because people are just despicable.
1: There was a historian talking about how painting Lincoln as a savior, throwing another white savior into the timeline of history feels really hollow, especially after so much injustice, after everything that our black soldiers experienced during the Mm -hmm. Civil War about the brutal ways that they were murdered at Fort Mm -hmm. Pillow about the way that they were treated they were fighting for this country and the country still treated them like shit and then of course there was the draft riots and all this stuff where they had to send in uh military forces to put a stop to that and it's like okay um we still suffered so tremendously on both sides on both sides It don't mean he didn't do shit, but at the same time, calling him a savior when, like, so many of our people were still slaughtered. Not a savior. Nah. I like that one of the historians said that freedom was never about Lincoln. It's true. He helped facilitate ending slavery. He did. It's important to remember him in that way, but Mm. people act like that was the end of our fight as black people, and it was not. Mm.
0: It's an ongoing thing. That was just one of the major plot points, but uh, it's an ongoing thing even so, to this day. It's just changed
1: complexion. This is Intersectional Insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us, intersectionalinsights at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,